All right, it is the sports mashup number 64, May 18th, Wednesday, 2022. We're actually recording this uh, right before it officially becomes May 18th, but it, it all counts the same. Uh, a lot of sports to cover, the NBA playoffs rolling on, getting towards a spot where you're going to know you know who's who. But before we get into that, you have the draft lottery tonight. Uh, I didn't even care about writing down outside of the top five. I really you know, don't care at the end of the day, for being honest. Um, but the top five, Orlando Magic have the number one pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder the number two pick, the Houston Rockets the number three pick, Sacramento Kings the number four pick, and the Detroit Pistons the number five pick. And the takeaway for me is I get the sense that it's going to be Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith number one, no matter what. That's what I feel. You don't feel like Paolo's going to the Orlando, huh? No, I don't think he's as good of a fit as the other two would be there. Um, I think Paolo would be a great fit for the Thunder, but I don't know if it's a situation where if Chet doesn't go number one, he goes number two, or if if uh, Smith doesn't go number one, he goes number two. Um, a guy that I think should go in the top five that might not is Keegan Murray. And you can look at his performance in the tournament for Iowa against Richmond and say, eh, but – He's an athletic wing, stretch the floor, can really shoot, can defend. I think he's a similar um, player in some ways to what Bonchero and Smith are. And I think that he's going to be a great value pick at wherever he goes because I really don't think he's going to go in the top five. But I, I really just that. hope – I mean, I really don't want Paolo to go to the Rockets. But I would rather him – not go to the Kings or the Pistons. So the top five right now projected on tankathon.com, as there is a little bug on my monitor. That's annoying. Uh, Chet Holmgren, number one to Orlando. Jabari Smith, number two to OKC. Bonchero, number three to Houston. Jaden Ivey, number four to Sacramento. And Shaden Sharp, number five to Detroit. And if you want to expand it a little bit, some other notables. Uh, Murray going six to the Pacers. Uh, another notable would be Benedict Matherin from Arizona going nine to the Spurs. Uh, Jalen Duren, the center out of Memphis to the Knicks at 11. Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin, 12 to OKC. Uh, other notables. They got two see. and 12, huh? Uh, yeah, they have they have two, 12, and 30 from Phoenix. So, um and that's a good transition because the Phoenix Suns are dead, folks. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows I'm a fan. And I don't even think – I know they won 64 games. They were the best team in the league all season. I don't think it's worth even talking about them very much. After that absolute disgrace of a performance in a Game 7, you're at home. You're a better team. Like, there's no disputing the Suns are a better team than the Dallas Mavericks. I don't care about anything else other than if you look at their rosters and their performance all season, the Suns are better. It didn't matter at the right at the uh, at the time when it needed to for Phoenix. How do you score 27 points in the first half? Chris Paul, I said this in a video on Twitter. I made a video after the fact where I dropped about 47 f bombs, and I'm not going to drop any here, even though I'd love to. Chris Paul cannot be on this team next year. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sick of watching him. I've seen it two years breaking down in the playoffs. He's done it his entire career. At least he's on the floor for the meltdown instead of being injured, not being able to play like he was in Houston. But he's like 38 years old. It's just, it's done. They're not going to win a championship with him. That's settled. Ship him out. 
I don't care. Give me Damian Lillard. I, 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 I'm done. I'm done with Chris Paul. And DeAndre Ayton quit on the team as far as I'm concerned. So I'm done with him too. Some idiot yeah, can go give him a max guy. It just it sure seems like he wants to be the number one option. And guess what, dude? You're on a team with Devin Booker. You're not going to be the number one option. And it it's annoying as hell. I know that there was no chance that the Suns were ever going to take Luka number one that draft. But, God, they should have. Oh, it's so annoying. Who Do the Mavs have a first-round pick this year? Um, Let me go back to Tankathon here. I want to say they traded it, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh no, they didn't. Okay, right now they're at twenty six, but it'll end up. It could end up somewhere else. Actually, I don't think it will because they go based off of a regular season record. So they have the twenty six pick. It says EJ Liddell, Ohio State, which I think would be a, a very nice uh, four for um, for Luca. I think that'd be a very good fit because he's a uh, guy who could step in and be good. So yeah, I was hoping maybe they had a higher one where they could have taken Ivy, even though. I don't think he's there or like a total NBA fit. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, just like, how do you score 27 points in the first half? Oh, oh God. So, to the next so thing we had wrote in the doc, do you agree with what Pat Bev said? No, no. Patrick Beverly's not a good basketball player at the NBA level. What an absolute embarrassment he's running his mouth. I mean, shut up. I so mean, Matt, Matt Barnes kind of put him in his place today. Great. I, I heard it. I, I 100% agree with Matt Barnes. It's ridiculous. Like you're, di- He's a Hall of Famer, yeah, but I'm just saying the Suns are not going to win with him, and it just is what it is. He's been he, great for him. He compared last Chris regular Paul, season. who I believe has been on the all-defensive team nine times, to a practice cone. I think – at this point in his career, he's not that good of a defender on the ball, which is understandable because he's 38 years old. But, yeah, I mean, he's been a very good defensive player in his entire career. A lot of it is steals, but there's also other things that he does. Um, and, I mean, who knows when all those were. I mean, a lot of those were could have been when he came out in Charlotte and New Orleans. If you remember in the, in the uh, playoff series last year against the Clippers when the Suns beat them in the Western Conference Finals, Beverly got all mad and pushed uh, CP3 to the ground during a timeout. And, you know, I'm sure he's still mad about that. He's probably trying to get himself a career for when he has to retire because he's not a very good basketball player. He's a pest. He's not an actual skilled player. And props to him for making it this long in the NBA for not being very good. But I mean, he got mad when Stephen A. Smith said he wasn't a the best defender in the league. He's not even close to the best defender in the league. There That's was some the- number he threw out, 41 point something. And Giannis was going above him. He's like, yeah. He was also but trying. To I'm say only that, six foot tall. He was also trying to say that Tatum's not a good defender, which is just ridiculous. Like, my God, it's so dumb. Did he watch what Tatum did to Kevin Durant? I mean, so stupid. He's just saying stuff for for attention, and good for him, I guess. Whatever. He's an idiot. So, playoff picture wise, you had the Heat beat the Sixers four to two. Celtics. Uh, Battle back to beat the Bucks four three. Still, I think total different series if Middleton's there. Yeah. Um, game one of that was already played earlier tonight. Heat won by eleven, I believe. Um. Also, the Celtics were without Al Horford and Marcus Smart. So for it to only be an eleven point game, if those two come well. back. That was a really bad third quarter for the Celtics. They were up at the half. 
leading the entire game, and they got destroyed in the second in the third quarter. As I said, you come bring your other two starters back in the mix. Yeah. Uh, in the West, you had the Mavericks beat the Suns 4-3. The Warriors beat the Grizzlies uh, 4-2. So now tomorrow or Wednesday as you're listening, you'll have the Mavericks versus the Warriors. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to just say it right now. Uh, Celtics in six, Warriors in six, Celtics Warriors finals, Warriors win again. So hey, at least you you gave the the Mavs a couple wins. I think they might win game one. To be honest, I think that I think they're still riding a little bit. Uh, from you bashed on Reggie Bullock, and then him and Spencer Dinwiddie didn't miss. Yeah, that was the weird thing about it. Is like the Mavericks, like turned into like Hall of Famers. And then the Suns completely forgot how to play basketball at the same time, and it's kind of impossible to win that way. So, yeah, and I forgot when I looked at the um, box score at the shooting percentage of that game from three. It was nineteen to thirty nine for the Mavs, so forty eight point seven percent, and then twelve for thirty four. And the Suns shot 18 more free throws, but only made 12, and the Mavs were 12 for 12. Yeah. Um, you know, here's what I'll say. Going into this offseason, there's going to be a lot of talk about the Suns retooling their roster. I'm just going to throw this out there. Devin Booker and Mikhail Bridges should be untouchable. I don't care about anybody else. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see if they actually – I feel like they're probably going to keep Chris Paul and then losing the playoffs again next year, but whatever, we'll see. Um, on I, feel the like, NFL, I feel like when they dealt Kelly Oubre away, it was a big loss to them. I agree, but also like Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder have kind of done what he does. So um, I just feel I like think- he's more athletic and younger than Crowder. He is, but he also served his purpose here. He was kind of like a, he's kind of like a culture changing player that wasn't going to last that long here. I think is how I view him. But he's a big part of the Suns becoming good again. So, I've always liked him. Uh, okay, NFL schedule reveal: Thanksgiving Day. Start out, you're going to get to see the Lions lose by a hundred to the Bills in the I, first, first game. Before we even get, I saw there was like notoriety or like primetime games. And it said the Lions had none. This is definitely a prime time game for them. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a dumb way to define it, too. I mean, most families either have a Thanksgiving dinner or they have a lunch. Some have both. The the line on that game right now, which, by the way, this game is literally in six months, um, it's minus nine, which seems low because they're going to get destroyed. I mean, they're going to get hammered. Uh, they got Giants, Cowboys, which should be competitive. The Cowboys last few years have been very shaky in Thanksgiving games. Um, they lost to the Bills that one year. Did they lose to the Raiders last year? I think they did. I, um, I like this third matchup, though. Yeah, Patriots at Vikings. Um, I think probably two second-place teams that could be first-place teams is kind of how I view them. Like, I think it's much more likely that the Bills and Packers win those divisions. But I also think the Patriots and Vikings are like second place teams that could be first place teams. Yeah, and, you never uh, know with what uh, me Mac Jones having a full season under his belt, what they can do. 
They brought some receive more receivers in for him. Kirk Cousins on Thanksgiving's got to be scary though if you're a Vikings fan. He's already really bad in most primetime games. Now this spot, I mean, that's tough. So, uh, okay, then we have uh, Christmas Day games, which I hate this. The Packers are having to go to Miami on Christmas. Like, if the Packers are going to play in Christmas games, why the hell wouldn't it be in, like, one of the most famous stadiums in sports? Like, why would it not be at Lambeau if you're going to play on Christmas? I mean, from the looks of it, they were trying to make it all warm places. I mean, the fact – that's stupid because it's Christmas, okay? We want to feel the snow – or the, the cold weather, because that's what December and the holidays are all about. Why the hell are they going to Miami? Miami is not even a real place. Like, you cannot have a Christmas Day game with the Packers in it and not have it at Lambeau. That's ridiculous. Like, if I'm scheduling three games, I'm going to Lambeau. I'm going to I'm going to Foxborough with the and Patriots. You could say, like, the second one, you would have switched the Rams going to Denver. Yeah, I'd do that too. I mean, I can't think of a like I I'd probably go to Dallas just because it's like, you know, a big, you know. Because that's another snowy place. It is, yeah, it's a cold place for sure. But uh yeah, going to Miami on Christmas and having to play that early is just annoying to me. They're gonna lose this game no matter what, by the way, just so everybody knows. Um and also real quick, props to the NFL for not making us watch Bears Lions or Vikings Lions or something like that on Christmas. Actually give us like a it's obviously going to be a blowout, and I guess there may is there is there beauty in the Bears and Lions both completely sucking on Thanksgiving like they did last season. I guess there's some beauty in that. At least it's a close game. Like this Bills game is going to be thirty-one to three at the half. So, I mean, who who's the Bills' backup quarterback? It would be the same score no matter who they have a quarterback because the Lions are not scoring against the Bills. But whatever, I guess it's six months from now, so who cares? Um, all right, uh, Chargers content team in the second. Christmas Day game was Broncos at the Rams. Oh, yeah, I forgot that, yeah. And then third game is uh, Bucks at the Cardinals. Yeah, interesting uh, night game there. I'm trying to remember last year's Christmas night game, I think, was Colts-Cardinals, if I remember that correctly. Um, Which means DeAndre Hopkins, I think, would be back for this game. Yeah, I think he would be, right? How many yeah, games? Six, six game, I think. He'll be back, yeah. And then Broncos Rams is kind of like I don't know why they're shoving the Broncos in our face so much. Like nobody cares that much about that team. Let's be honest. Well, week one they got Broncos go play Seattle. at Seattle. Yeah. So already Russell's going home to play back in Seattle week one. The NFL is under the misconception that anybody gives a flying f about the Broncos, and we don't. So that's I mean we can, if, if you're gonna pick a, a fun team outside of the Chiefs in that division that people want to see in prime time it is clearly the Chargers clearly they have a stud quarterback who's young they have Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa on the outside they got JC Jackson Derwin James in the back end like that is a team people want to see in prime time especially with those powder blue uniforms nobody gives a shit about the Broncos I hate to say it I'm seriously nobody cares speaking of the Chargers I mean their con team. Content team are super savages. Did you see the Panthers video for the schedule? I thought that uh, was great. Have you seen this one? I didn't see this one. I saw the Panthers one. I believe you may want to pull it up and show it while going through it. Let me see if I can, uh, you know. I mean, it's on YouTube from the LA Chargers. 
two minutes. Jesus. But it, they have like a guy who used to work for NFL Films who now works for their content team who also does anime. And then I'll tell you if you need to pause it. Pause it. You know <laughs> they're making fun of here? <laughs> yes, I do. Um <laughs> There's like a bit of a ricochet shot considering he's not there anymore, but I, I like the move. And then they put the London flag in too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus. I'm telling you, that it gets better. Might as well take a pot shot at the Jags. Don't know if this mm. is in regards to Deshaun Watson. It's got to be. Look look at this. Go back to the gravesite. I saw it. Yeah, Legion of Boom. Oh, no, you didn't see the other ones. Oh, Super Bowl. One talks about not running the ball at the goal line. Then there's even a shot at the 91 Mariners. Yeah, that's a tough one. And they're by week. Falcons without a dub. <laughs> they didn't take many shots uh, in conference. Uh, pause here. You got the Chucky doll in the dumpster. You got AB's uh, discarded helmets. helmets. Yeah. Couple shots there. (laughs) This shot of Pat McAfee in the Colts for how many quarterbacks they've stolen from teams in the last four years. In the evolution of Herbert. All right. I feel like most teams should should do something like that. So I think the Chargers by number one. Yeah, with I mean, scheduling I think this, videos, Panthers by number this, two. This opens the door for future teams. And the Panthers one's really good too if you're uh I'll look like after this. somebody, somebody who grew up in the '90s. There's a lot of nostalgic things there in the Panthers one, so I think that's a good one as well. Um, Speaking of them, yeah. supposedly Christian McCaffrey is on the trade market. Yeah, it feels like one that would have been taken care of by now, but I'm assuming he'll still be there next season. Uh, 
Packers extending cornerback Jair Alexander, four years, 84 mil, very low salary hit cap hit for this season. Keep the cap number down. It'll go up. He'll be making a ton of money per year. He was dominant before his injury last season. Came back in the playoffs. Couldn't really do much due to the injury, but um, really good. Uh, should have been an all-pro in 2020. So I'm all for re-signing him because he's a stud and uh, he's one of the best corners in the league. I would probably put him second or third when he's fully healthy um, in the conversation with Jalen Ramsey. So good re-signing by me. Uh, the Saints signed Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I mean, would have been nice to get him in Green Bay, but what can you do? Uh, so now you have Michael Tom- or Mike Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Yeah, they're trying to also bring back all these LSU guys. So what if Odell goes there and you have Odell and Jarvis again? That won't be disastrous with no quarterback. I don't think they have the money for to pay him though. Yeah, Odell's going to Green Bay. We all know this. But you know, but oh, Drew Brees made that tweet come out like he may want to come back. Yeah, I mean, everyone can see Drew Brees was shot his last season. So I don't know why he would come back try to ruin his legacy. That would just be maybe stupid. he rehabbed that whole last year. Yeah, well, he's no, I I don't see it. Um, the Dolphins add uh, edge rusher Melvin Ingram, a guy we talked about last year when he was cut from the Chargers, signed with the Chiefs, did very well with the Chiefs, and then they didn't re-sign him. Yeah, uh, not that good anymore. That's my comment on him. I think last year he just looked good for the Chiefs because, A, they already have a pretty good rush, and he was also had fresh legs. Uh, but then you had free agent. Uh, was released from the Bears after the end of the last year, Tariq Cohen, tearing his ACL in a live Instagram video. Yeah, I watched it. You could you could hear it go. It's a really tough one. Feel bad for him. I definitely didn't watch it. I'm just, you know, doing, doing my job here, you know. One of us needs to watch these kinds of things. You watch the Chargers thing, and then I watch this. I watched Chargers thing multiple times because I first watched it and then watched it on the Pat Mack show as they broke it down. Yeah, I mean, it was great content, no doubt. Because at first, AJ Hawk was like, this doesn't seem that interesting. Then they got to the Jaguars one, and they're like, just wait, it gets better. So, I mean, the Raiders one was the only one they really took a shot at in conference. Yeah. They're a very easy target. I mean, you know, like with Mahomes, them they didn't do anything. Yeah, no messing with them, really. With the Broncos, they only let Russ cook, and then the stadium was on fire at the end of the year. Yep. Uh, and then, once again, in uh, two weeks from today, you get Brady's and Rogers versus Mahomes and Allen at the match at the Vegas Strip. 12-hole exhibition match. All right. Let's uh, move right along here. I'm a little distracted. Um, golf. Uh, last week, you had the AT&T Byron Nelson. Winner was? K.H. Lee. Repeat champion. Won 1.6 million. Shot 26 under. Speed almost caught him shooting 25 under. 
Um, this coming weekend, you have the PGA Championship. Defending champion Phil Mickelson will not be playing. This is at the Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, I love this golf course. Um, this is It was here in 07. It was there in 07. I say here like I'm in Oklahoma, but I'm not. Um, Tiger Woods won it 07 at Southern Hills. Great golf course. It's, it's going to be a really fun tournament to watch. Um, I like Kiowa, which was the, the, the course last year. But this one, I think, sets up, just looks so much better. I, Kiowa was fun and and all that, South Carolina, the whole thing. But this is going to be a really fun one to watch. I think there's so many different guys that I could see winning this. Is this another re- reason Tiger's coming back? Because he won it here in 07. He's like, oh, come back, play there. I like the probably, course. Probably has a lot to do with it. I also think that he's thinking he's healthy enough and healthier than he was at Augusta. I actually think that it's going to be a lot harder for him to finish. Or I think it's going to be a lot harder for him to make the cut in this one. Than he did at Augusta, but well, some say that his legs and his body have felt better since Augusta. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll make our picks on that later on. Uh, Major League Baseball: Albert Pujols pitches a complete inning Sunday. Cardinals won fifteen to six. He gave up two homers, four runs. Pretty yeah, much, I mean, yeah, a three runner, and then. A solo, the solo shot though. I mean, that pitch was six inches inside, down low. That dude yeah. just—I ain't turned on the ball for no apparent reason. Albert was pumping in about fifty-two miles per hour, so it's pretty much expected that he would give up some runs. But they won the game, and uh, hey, yeah, to be fair, he should have got a little earlier on the double play ball if Donovan didn't double pump the ball out of his glove. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, all right, tonight, aka Tuesday, I guess last night from when you're hearing this, the Astros at five home runs and one inning against the Red Sox, which uh, apparently has happened uh, three times. Yeah, so uh, today you had, or yesterday you had Eovaldi uh, give up the five home runs and one inning. In 2020, Chase Anderson did it. And then in 2017, Michael Blazek did it. So only three pitchers are giving up five home runs in one inning, probably because other than minor day baseball, most managers would have pulled their pitchers after maybe giving up the third home run in one inning. Yeah. Um, so the next thing we have is Matt Harvey's 60-game suspension, and I'm just going to say that and moving right along. Um. Last week, Greg recorded this, kind of a hometown guy to us. I mean, grew up in Nokomis, finished up in Chatham, which is pretty darn close to us. Uh, rookie Reed Detmers uh, threw a no-no against the Rays in a 12-0 win. I mean, uh, nine innings, two strikeouts, one walk, 108 pitches, 68 of those pitches strikes. Yeah, I mean, what a moment for him. Uh, obviously, you're older than me. I faced him multiple times in baseball. Uh, I think the first time I ever gave up a home run as a pitcher was probably when I was 10 years old. He hit an absolute bomb off me to dead center. And I was like, who the hell is that? That was in Nokomis. Um, so that was a tough one. But, you know, obviously, congrats to Reed. 
big time. Um, yeah, faced him multiple times. Never got a hit off of him. I was more so just up there to to not get killed. Because, you know, when you're that age, I guess he was probably, what, like 17, 16 at the time. You never know what the control is. And, uh, yeah, and you play mostly in summer ball. Yeah, he was playing for the loggers. I was playing for the Rockets, Rochester. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, there were some tournaments where we'd hang out with those guys. So I got to know him a little bit. Good guy, good guy, solid guy. First-round pick, always big time. I think everybody knew that he was going to be legit. Um, and he's had a little bit of a rough start to his career numbers-wise, but this is a great moment for him, and he's hopefully built some momentum from this. And I did uh, see know. right before we started the podcast, he didn't make it out of the fourth inning today. Hey, what can you do? You know, a lot, a lot of pressure to follow up the no hitter. Hopefully, he settles in after this. Uh, and then Christian Yelich hits his third career cycle, has him tied with five others for the most ever. But yeah. crazy thing, all three of his cycles have came against the Reds. Yeah, and I mean, then, the Reds stink. <laughs> uh, the only active player left uh, is Trey Turner, who could surpass him, hitting his third last year with the Nationals. Here's the thing with the Reds, and we need to mention this. The Reds threw a no-hitter on Sunday and lost one nothing. So to the Pirates, by the way. Um, so that's the Cincinnati Reds for you. Good good club. They threw a no-no and lost? Yeah. How was, was I didn't like, even it was so disgusting to look at that headline that I didn't even look into how they how they won or how they lost. This has me intrigued now. First time Zoe. While you're doing that, let me just throw this out there. Uh Adam Wayne. Sunday? I think it was Sunday, maybe Saturday. Uh Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, most wins as a battery in MLB history, two hundred and three. And then you wrote here Jordan Hicks glove controversy, which I saw this. I didn't really listen to it or understand it or care. All I know is that MLB rules stink. Was it like his color his glove was too light or something? It was like white and red. Which he's used that multiple times this season, by the way. Well, I guess they had MLB had written a letter to the management nine or something days before this outing, and they kind of ignored it. And then they brought out another glove, which was predominantly gray with red on it. The ump said no to that. So then Maddox went to the dugout and came out and gave Marmol four gloves. <laughs> to give to the ums for them to approve a glove. He did it jokingly, and they finally approved on what glove he could wear. Kind of dumb. Uh, let's see. In the bottom of the eighth, walked Castro, walked Perez, brought in a new pitcher. He, th- he walked... And then Hayes hit into a fielder's choice. Just brutal. It's the it's it really is just the most um, Reds thing this season ever because they're terrible. They're really bad. Yeah. So it had a fielder's fielder's choice for a double play, or no, just a fielder's choice, and then. Uh, 
We got to pop out to short in the inning. And then they went one, two, and three. One, two, three in the top of the ninth. Brutal. All right. Players of the week. I forgot to write mine down before you printed, so I got one here. Uh, you go ahead with yours. Yeah, I was waiting to see what you were going to pick. I had two different people I had in mind, but I ended up with Rafael uh, Devers, third baseman for Boston. Uh, 10 for 26 in the last week, six runs, five doubles, two home runs, six RBIs, one walk, and zero strikeouts. All right, I'm going to go Bryce Harper, um, 14 for 23, eight runs, six doubles, three homers, eight RBIs. By the way, that's good for a 609 batting average. Torres UCL is only DHing right now, still tearing the cover off the ball, especially doing it in Los Angeles against the Dodgers. Easy money for me. Didn't uh, play tonight because uh the injection he had. Yeah, so he won't be playing the field for a while, which means they're gonna be stuck with probably the two two like on one team there is no worse defensive corner outfielders than Schwarber and Castellanos. Schwarber's gotten better in left field, but man, that's bad. So my other one that I was in contention with was um Juan Carlos Stanton. Yeah, the Yankees are the best team in the league right now. So a lot of guys hitting. I mean, 11 for 24. Judge is ripping the cover off the ball as well. With six runs, two doubles, four homers, and 13 RBIs. Yeah, be a good pick. Uh, All right, NHL is where we go now. Barry Trotz out as the Islanders head coach after back-to-back Eastern Conference final trips and then a terrible season this year that was ruined by COVID and injuries and the NHL kind of screwing them over. So I'm surprised they did this. Uh, They ended up hiring uh, Lane Lambert as their head coach. The Islanders did an assistant. Been working with Trotz forever. New voice there for them. And also I forgot to write down here, uh, Pete DeBoer out in Vegas. So Vegas continues to run their organization like a complete SHIT show that nobody likes. Like Vegas – is enemy number one for a lot of people now. Because so the way they, missed they, the, they missed the playoffs for the first time since they became an organization. and Yeah. It's a disaster the way they run that place. It's it's the most Vegas thing ever because, like, that's what Vegas is, but Jesus. Then Gerard Gallant, who they fired, is now in the second round with the Rangers. So what can you do, I suppose? Uh, so we'll see. Pete DeBoer, another guy that could probably land on his feet, maybe get another job elsewhere. Um, uh, Trotz is interviewing with the Winnipeg Jets. I would be surprised if he doesn't get that job. So I see that happening. Uh, and then since last week, uh, Florida clear or closed out Washington four two. Uh, Boston forced a game seven back in Carolina, where Carolina won. I believe it was three to two was the final. Uh, Tampa Bay beats Toronto, which I know we both love. That. Toronto, once again, cannot win a playoff series. Embarrassing. It's, I mean, they played a really good game, but Jesus. And Vasilevsky in those situations, I mean, come on. You look at the elimination games from, I think it's last, I think it's last year he had four shutouts in every single elimination game last year. Shutout in game uh, five of the cup final. Shutout in the Western Conference final against uh, – or Eastern Conference Final, who the hell were they playing? Um, but anyway, like Vasilevsky is just ridiculous in those situations. He didn't even have a good series. He didn't. I think his save percentage was under 900 in the first six games, 
and then he dominates Game Seven. So the Lightning are gonna be really hard to beat because they took a one nothing lead in their next series as well. And then uh, Rangers beat Pittsburgh the Penguins four three, which Pittsburgh blew Game Six. Yeah, I think Crosby getting hurt in Game Five kind of ruin that series then plus they're playing with a, a like Louis Domingue good story and all you know being able to win that first game in overtime but he's not an NHL goaltender not no, even close. But I mean, then, you then, be up 2-0 and then next yeah. thing it's four yeah. or four or five to two yeah and obviously Crosby was unbelievably good in that series before getting hurt and that really killed him and also Malkin looked awful and like I said Louis Domingue not an NHL goaltender and Tristan Jari in game seven on one leg they played hard, got close, but I think the the window on Washington and Pittsburgh's closing, but I think it's it's much more closed for Washington than Pittsburgh. Like they can lose Malkin, bring back Latang, make a couple other swift moves, and they'll still be really good uh, because Jari's a younger goaltender. But the Capitals have no answer at goaltending. So, yeah, uh, props to the Rangers. I think they're going to get dismantled by Carolina. Yeah. So then that forced Florida versus Tampa. Tampa won game one, and then Carolina versus the Rangers. In the West, you, I believe this was already done by last Thursday. The Avalanche swept Nashville 4-0. St. Louis won in six over Minnesota. Calgary won 4-3 over Dallas. Edmonton 4-3 over the Kings. And then... Some matchups for that you got Calgary versus Edmonton, and then Colorado versus St. Louis. Uh, Colorado won game one tonight. Yeah, um, so my thoughts on these series are as follows Panthers and six, Avs and five. Canes in five, Oilers in seven. So I'm saying uh, Carolina, Florida, Colorado, Edmonton, just like I predicted before the playoffs, sticking with it. We'll see. Uh, should be a fun – I mean, the NHL playoffs have walked all over the NBA. Close overtime game sevens, close series, not even close uh, in terms of more fun to watch between the two right now. And it's not surprising, but uh, let's do the picks. I mean, I, the only NBA one that really had, like, hype and fun along with it was the Minnesota – Memphis? Memphis one with Ja and Cat's dad. Yeah. I think the uh, Memphis-Golden State series could have been a lot more juiced if uh, – I mean, the New Orleans-Phoenix series was pretty fun in terms of the back and forth. But, I mean, round two was terrible. Like, two game sevens that weren't close – um, Golden State winning. I mean, the first game one of Golden State Memphis was very fun, but that series got worse as it went on. So, yeah, I mean, it's not close. Like, you had overtime, Calgary, Dallas, overtime um, in the Rangers Pittsburgh game. By the way, uh, shout out to Connor McDavid for literally willing his team. Like, he dominated that series. He has been by far the best player in the playoffs. 14 points in seven games, 
absolutely dominated game seven. So shout out to McDavid, the best player on planet earth. All right. To the picks. I was horrendous last week. Oh, and four major league baseball with a postponed game. One and one in the NBA, one and one in the NHL, 0 for five in golf pick speed, the win should have picked speed top five. What a stupid move. Uh, two and six overall, not even counting my record up right now. I got to catch up on that, but it's just embarrassing. And also before I forget, uh, shout out to Lionel, Lionel Messi, who is going to be in the MLS in a couple of years. So shout out to America and soccer because the soccer picks will be back within the next two months or so. Not soccer picks, they're your footy picks. Footy picks, excuse me. Sorry, I used the proper improper term. I, I didn't have – I was 2-7 and seven last week. I was 1-1 one one in the NBA, 0-2 oh in hockey, 1-4 and four in baseball, and then I as well had Spieth pick to win. I had Justin Thomas to win who tied for fifth. Uh and then Bubba Watson didn't make the cut. I'm glad to know that you had a bad week too, because I I I couldn't have you going like six and two or seven and two. No. There. So I finally, you know, was pulling ahead of you, and then I I guess I didn't. I thought I was going to lose it all back, but I uh, luckily didn't do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, the PGA Championship, Southern Hills, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, we're doing a three to win, a top five, a top 10, and a top 20 this week. So who are your uh, picks? Uh, I have John Rahm plus 1,400, Cameron Smith at plus 2,200, Dustin Johnson at plus 3,500 to win. Top five, Scotty Scheffler plus 3,330. Top 10, Colin Morikawa plus 190. He's kind of been struggling. Top 20 is the guy that I never, never put another vote in for, but here it is, the top 20, Hodeki Matsuyama at plus 120. Not a bad pick. He was good last week. He uh, sneaky got into the top three at the Byron Nelson. Um, all right. I'm I'm going to – I think this is a great opportunity for Jordan Spieth to complete the Grand Slam. So I'm going to say Spieth plus 1,400. I think this course could be very good for him. If the putter just picks it up a little bit, love his chances. Uh, Morikawa plus 2,000. He's won this tournament before winning at TPC Harding Park 2020, of course. Uh, and then I'm going to say Brooks Kepka plus 5,500 is ridiculous for a guy who last four PGA championships for Brooks Kepka, tied for second last year, tied for 29th in 2020 at Harding Park, one in 2019, one in 2018. I don't care how he's been playing leading up to this. He always shows up for the PGA Championship. So to get him to win at plus 5,500, which is the same as friend of the show, Max Homa, who, let's be honest, has not been very good in majors. He could change that this week, and we hope he does. But plus 5,500 for Kepka is like a slap in the face. Maybe maybe two maybe slaps. You, maybe face. you should put some dough on it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about throwing a little, little cash on it. I haven't bet on a golfer since I bet on Kevin Kisner at uh, – at the players. And, I mean, even if you just throw $2 on it, you're still ranking some change yet. Yeah, I mean, plus 5,500 is disrespectful as hell. But uh, anyway, top five, Justin Thomas, plus 330. Justin Thomas, a guy who knows he needs to be better in majors. Same with this guy, top 10, Max Homa, plus 650. Knows he's got to show up in the majors. And then this seems like a gimme. Top 20, Cameron Smith, who's shown up in almost every big tournament recently. Oh, so you went with the gimme pick. Well, plus 120, still plus money. I wasn't going to pick a minus you know, plus money, you take it. Uh, all right, Major League Didn't Baseball even pick, pick. Scotty Shuffler, though. No, no. I'd, his odds are too good 
for me to I'm I'm looking for some value here as well. Major League Baseball. Uh, Brewers minus one forty over the Braves. Giants minus one sixty over the Rockies. Twins minus one fifty five over the Athletics. Guardians minus one thirty five over the Reds. And the Padres plus one thirty over the Phillies. All right, I'm taking the Dodgers minus two ninety over the D-backs. Red Sox plus one forty five over the Astros. Yankees minus two fifty five over the Orioles. White Sox minus one fifty five at the Royals and the Mets minus one ninety against the Cardinals. Uh, NHL playoffs. Uh, I have the Canes minus one sixty five over the Rangers, and I have Edmonton plus one forty over the Flames. I have both of those as well. I think McDavid sets the tone. Couple goals, couple assists. How you doing? Five to three. Well, that the Flames didn't look that great against Dallas. They. They game seven they did, but other than that, I agree. Like game seven, they outshot them like sixty three to twenty eight. That was ridiculous. That was Ottinger keeping it. Like that's a nine to two game if Ottinger's not playing. So, but other than that, I do agree. The other six games were not that impressive. Um, but I agree. I think the Hurricanes are going to dismantle the Rangers. Like I said, I don't think that's going to be close. The Hurricanes are like impossible to beat at home. Like. Uh, I don't really care who's on that Bruins team. They had no chance in Game 7. No, if that Game 7 could have been in a neutral site. Or a TD Garden, then they No, won. I mean, because they had won every game at each home place. If yeah. that, game 7 was at a neutral facility. be a little different, probably. Might, yeah. might have changed the game. Uh, all right, NBA playoff pick Wednesday. Uh, I have the Warriors minus 5 over the Mavs. Like I said earlier, I think the Mavs could come out and steal game one. I think Luka could have a big one. Uh, Brunson as well. I think that's going to be an issue for the Warriors because if like you saw against Phoenix, if Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba and uh, the other dude. Uh, Dimwitty and Reggie Bullock. Yep, if those guys are making shots and Bertans as well, who has a horrible contract, by the way. Um, if those guys are making shots, they become really hard to beat because game three of the game against uh, – the series against Phoenix, they – remembered or started to play defense and it changed the series. So I'm going to say the Mavs steal it. I think and just in this series, the Warriors depth is going to hurt the Mavs and their, their depth at the five and four are really going to be a big factor. Yeah. I think Draymond Green is going to be a huge factor in this series as well. So we'll see. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, We'll be back. Next week for number, what was it, 64? So number 65 next week. Yep. So we'll see you then. Deuces.